If you really knew me. If you really knew me. If you really knew me. If you really knew me, you would know. Hey, who are you? Who, me? Yeah, you. It's Monday! Hello and welcome to If You Knew Me Mondays, a student-powered, Park Day-inspired podcast that builds belonging by sharing stories and perspectives from the margins of our school and community. Say what? My name is Finn, and I'm a new student to Park Day this year. If you really knew me, you would know that after living in Alabama for all of my life, I'm now living closer to my grandparents in California. My name is Keyshawn, and I'm also a new student at Park Day. And if you really knew me, you'd know that I went to an all-Spanish elementary school for six years. As a new member of the school community, it's been really fun learning about our school's traditions. One of the most important school traditions we have at Park Day School is Grandparents and Special Friends Day, a day when we open our campus and classrooms to our special guests. Here's what Park Day Development Director Chris Miller has to say. Grandparents and Special Friends Day is a beloved tradition here, and it's an opportunity for us to connect with our extended community of friends and family and share a window into what life at Park Day School is like and to learn from them as well. It's a really fun day at school where students get to proudly show their guests around campus tour their classrooms, play, talk, sing, and laugh together. This year, students and their guests even got to interview each other and share some amazing stories and perspectives. One of the amazing things about being human is the way that stories and family traditions are passed down from elders to children over generations. Those intergenerational relationships help shape our identities and can be an important tether for us as we go out into the world. Keep listening to this episode to hear some of these family stories. Thanks, Chris. During our most recent event in February, our grandparents and special friends had the opportunity to sit in on classes, pose for silly photos in the photo booth, and create cool art projects. They even joined us for sing-alongs during our assembly. In addition to the usual grandparents and special friends traditions, this year we had the opportunity to capture stories from our special guests. We had two different recording booths on campus. One of them was hosted by Gems Oral History and Audio Storytelling, and the other was hosted by our very own If You Knew Me Mondays podcast team. Also, some of us from the podcast club use field recorders to capture some of these stories during the event too. Me and Finn were part of the mobile recording team. Our job was to greet our visitors, help them get grounded in the day's storytelling theme, and capture some of their stories and perspectives. At first, we had trouble with our field recorder. It sounded horrible, but then we eventually figured it out and interviewed quite a few people. In today's episode, you'll hear some of the audio we captured, including six stories from six different grandparents and special friends. Grab some popcorn because story time is starting now. Uh, I'm just uh, loving the community gathering here of all the old grandparents going to hang with their grandkids and see what's going on. It's going to be a lot of fun. My name is Dina Levine Lipset, and I'm the great aunt of Leora Abel, who's in third grade. We're really, really excited to be here today and to learn more about her school. We've seen this, we've been here once and we're excited to see what she loves and we can see already how marvelous this school is. Even the fact that there's a mobile broadcasting unit, it's great. 
Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, have a great day. My name is Olivia. I am eight years old, and I'm here with my grandma. Okay. My name is Nafisa. I am 78 years old, and I'm here with my granddaughter. My strongest memory from school was helping to start and being on the debate team in high school. We were part of the national debate system, so the topic was chosen in Washington, D.C., and that was the topic across the country. Um, and one of the strongest debates that we had was about the Electoral College and how a president could be elected in spite of not winning the popular vote, which is what happened between Trump and Hillary Clinton. My story from school that I don't want to forget is when I met two of my best friends named Layla and Lena. They were super nice to me when I first came to school and we become best friends throughout the semester. My name is Ken Owens and I'm 78 years old. I'm here with my granddaughter. My strongest memory from school, that's a toughie, just going to school every day. Football! Well, that was later on in life. <laughs> Usually we used to play dodgeball in school. Oh yeah, that's a good one. My name is Ayesha Owens. I'm here with my dad and my daughter. <laughs> and I am 50 years old. I actually went to this school before it was Park Day and it was called Twin Pines. And one of the games I loved to play at recess was hopscotch, and I was really good at it. <laughs> I remember some of the buildings here. I remember how much I loved elementary school. I remember several teachers. One of the main ones was Monty Quinn. She was my second grade math teacher, and she wrote my name in Persian on my math book. She helped me fall in love with math, so I always remember her. Hi, my name is Coco, and I'm nine years old, and I'm here with my grandmother, Lola, slash Karen. Hi, Coco. As you said, my name is Lola. I'm known as Lola with my grandchildren, and I'm here with my granddaughter, Coco. I am, oh, 75 years old. I have a few questions for you. What games do you remember playing at school on the playground? So I grew up in Lubbock, Texas, and we had a big grassy playground, but we had no play structures on it. It was just, we had grass, and maybe there were some backstops for the baseball field. But at recess, we played kickball and softball. But I went to Massachusetts for, in the third grade, and they played hopscotch, and I'd never played hopscotch before, but they like to play hopscotch. But we didn't have really organized sports. The only sports for girls back then was in PE class, but the boys all had regular sports. This was before Title IX. What's Title IX? Well, it was decided that, particularly where funding was given to schools, that they were giving money for boys' sports, but not for girls, and so it wasn't equal and just. So now you have to have as many sports offered for girls as you do for boys to make it yeah. Even. Okay. 
In PE class, we did play basketball. In the girls' basketball, you had forwards and guards, three forwards, three guards, and you would only go up if you were a guard and you were, you were guarding against the other team, you could only go to the middle of the court and then the forwards would go. And, and yes, that, that was true. I want to know, Coco, what advice do you have for students in the grade below you, in the third grade now, before when they're in the fourth grade? Is there some advice you have? For your bird project, don't rush, because when I rushed, I accidentally deleted my slide, and that was not good, so I had to start all over again. And Denise and Devin are great teachers, and I'm sure you're going to have a good time. Very good. Lots of enthusiasm. That park day is a school until like a really long time because it's a great school. And I hope you really have a good time and learn a lot while you're here at park day and make lots of friends. Yeah. My name is Toki and I'm five and a half years old and, and this is my auntie here and her name is Ninang Sili. My name is Ninang Sili. I am 34 years old and I'm here with Toki. What was there when you went to school? Well, when I was in school, we had a really big grass field and we would look for clovers. Me and Ninang Ginger would look for clovers and we would call ourselves clover babies. We would play pretend. Do you play pretend? Yes, play pretend family and pretend not to sing. What is your favorite game to play at school? Um, tag. Tag, ooh, that is a good game. Oh, what about Gaga? How do you play Gaga? Um, you can scog a bit if you won't get out and um, there, there's a ball and you have to kick it with your hand, but if it goes on your feet, you're out. Oh, so you have to kick it with your hands? Oh, that's a fun game. Do you like to play on the playground? Yes. What's your favorite thing to play on the playground? Um, the play structure. The play structure. Okay, my last question is, if you could think of your dream snack to have during playtime, what would your dream snack be? A hot rice crispy treat um, that I had before, and it was finally my dream. What's your dream snack? <sighs> my dream snack would be a salmon roe hand roll. That would be my dream snack. What's that? It looks like a, a bouquet, but the outside is seaweed, and inside is rice, and salmon egg, and pickled carrot, cucumber, and a pea sprout. Well, what's your favorite dinner? Oh, there's so many. I think I, my favorite dinner would be hot pot. Shabu shabu. Have you ever tried that? Um, yes. Yeah, that's my favorite. Because you can put a lot of different things. You could put meat, you could put tofu, you could put fish. And you could and make vegetables. two soups in it because there's two um, um, sections. That, that's right. So you can have choices. Mm -hmm. Their spicy choices are not spicy choices. I I pick on not spicy because spicy is um, I really don't like. Yeah. Well, I will take the spicy for you because I really like the spicy. 
Hope I I have more time to 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 to, to, to see Nina and Silly because I don't see her that much. Oh well, I hope that we can spend more time together too, and I'm grateful that we are in each other's lives because this has been a very special friendship, right? Mm-hmm. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you. Hello, my name is Carolyn Pope. I'm the grandparent of Zuri Taylor. And the question is, uh, what is my strongest memory from school? Uh-huh. And I remember in elementary school, one of my favorite uh, classes was fourth grade. And every Friday, we did a talent show. And it was always a lot of fun. And we enjoy, or at least I enjoyed uh, watching the talents of uh, my fellow students. Thank you, that's awesome. Okay, my name is Manuel. Uh, the strongest memory for school for me was going to the library uh, in my high school and seeing that there were thousands and thousands of books. I had never seen so many books in my life because where I came from in Colombia, uh, my school, we didn't have too many books. So to go to a school where you could have hundreds of books was amazing. I love traveling through books because books are like a, like a plane ticket to go someplace else and get to know something else. My name is Liz Rogers and I am Keishan's grandmother. Hello, my name is Keishan. I'm a seventh grader at Park Day School. And one thing I really like about Park Day is how welcoming the community is. So I have a question for you. I know you've had three dogs as an adult. One of them was Rufus, the other one was Cedric, and the other one was Bella, who we still have today. Um, How did you find Rufus? Rufus was hanging out in the cold. My husband and I, your grandfather Bill, were having dinner in one of our favorite spots in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and we came out and we saw this scraggly dog walking down the street. And we looked at this dog. We tried to think about whether this dog was part of the neighborhood and was just taking a stroll or what. This was in November. It was really cold. But we had no real sense of whether the dog was part of the neighborhood. So we got in our car and we drove off. But as we were driving off, we looked at each other and we said, this is a cold, cold night. We need to go back. So we circled around and next door to the restaurant where we, were, where we had had dinner, there was a, some kind of a shop. And Rufus, who is kind of, he had black hair, his hair was kind of long. He had twigs and leaves sort of attached to his coat, was sitting in the only bit of light uh, that was the doorway. And we looked at each other, we parked the car, and we got out. And there was a police officer that just happened to be on foot patrol. And we asked him whether he knew if this dog belonged to somebody in the neighborhood. And he said, nope, this dog's been walking around looking like it's lost. So we just 
decided to see if maybe he would come with us. And we opened the door, and the front seat of our car at that time was a bench seat. And Rufus jumped in, and he sat right next to Bill and put his muzzle right on Bill's leg, his tail on my lap, and that was it. We knew that Rufus was going to be our dog. So we kept him overnight, and then we took him to Angel Memorial, which was like an animal shelter. And we were both working, so we kind of were concerned about whether we should have a dog. But we thought about Rufus and thought about Rufus. And so I called, and I said, if nobody claims this dog in two weeks... I would, we would like to adopt this dog. And so they said, okay. And that's how we got him, because nobody claimed him. He was a scraggly, lost dog, and he became our dog. He was the best, best dog ever. He liked ice cream and seized chocolates. Was, did you like him better than Cedric? I liked him. He was our first dog, so he was special. Makes sense. And uh, Cedric was special also. Um, and Bella is special too. But he was our first dog and he was very, very special. That's very sad but yet happy. Yeah, it was. He, 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 he kind of brought up your father and your uncle uh, he kind of trained them as to what they should do and how they should be. So he was a special dog for our family. They were all, every, all of us were really sad when we had to put him to sleep. So that was a sad day. Did I tell you the story about when Grandpa Billy's brother came out to visit us, came yeah. up from New York City? to Newburyport, Massachusetts, yep. which is where we were living. And we went to this favorite ice cream place. And Carl, your uncle, got in the car in the back seat. Or no, Rufus got in the back seat first. And then Carl was getting in the back seat, and he had his ice cream cone in his left uh -oh. hand. And he led with his left hand. Never should have done that. And before he knew it, bam, the ice cream was gone. And Rufus had, I think that was vanilla. He had vanilla kind of dripping down his fur that was hanging off of his muzzle and was a, such a happy dog. We all laughed uproariously. And went back and got another ice cream cone for Carl. <laughs> that's, that's a typical Rufus story. Well, I just wanted to say, like, I wish I could meet but, uh, uh, Cedric and Rufus, even though I couldn't, but I'm super glad to have Bella, and she's the first dog that I've ever had. So um, she's, like, really special to me. I'm glad. I think that having Bella has been a good thing because it's made your move from Monrovia 
in easier. Southern California yeah. to Alameda, California, a little bit easier. All right. I think you did a good job. I think you did, yeah. too. <laughs> my name is Nia. I am 10 years old, and I'm here with my grandma. My name is Jan Metz. I am 71 years old, and I'm here with my granddaughter, Nia. I want to ask you something today, and it's like really like a burning question that I have. Okay. What is your strongest memory from school? Well, I don't have a lot of positive memories of school. When I started school, I didn't learn to read because I was dyslexic. But back when I went to school, they didn't test. So it didn't become apparent until I was in eighth grade. So I really struggled at school not being able to read or do math. So I don't have a lot of positive memories of school. Wow. I also had a hard time with math when I was in my younger like years. And that was like really hard for me too. So I relate to you. Right. And also your brother is dyslexic, but it was diagnosed when he was really small. And he's been getting a lot of help and he reads pretty good. Yeah. But happy ending, I love to read, and I read now, mm. all the time. That's fun. Nia, what advice do you have for students that are in the grade below you? Probably just be yourself and don't try to act like you're cooler than anybody else and also try your hardest because I notice a lot of people just don't try their hardest and try to be like this really cool kid and that's not that fun. Okay, so, that sounds like good advice. Yeah, and then when you grow up you'll be more mature and you'll like know the world better. Nia, can you tell me, is there something about this past year that stands out as one of your favorite times? In fifth grade, we went um, on a school field trip to Nature Bridge, and it was really fun. And I got to connect more with my classmates, and I think that's really important. And that was just like the funnest thing that happened this year, I think. That's really neat. Yes. Thank you for asking me these questions. I really enjoyed them. Well, I enjoyed being here. You have been at Park Day since you were in kindergarten. So this is not my first rodeo here <laughs> at P Grandparents Day, and I just think the school is so special, and they're lucky to have you at the school, Nia. Thank you so much. ¿Cuál es su, cuál es, cuál es su memoria más favorita de cuando se estaba estudiando? What is your... What is your strongest memory from school? Bueno, mi memoria, lo que más me acuerdo de como estudiante en mi infancia, eh, fue muy alegre, muy juguetona, buena compañera, muy sociable, muy traviesa. So, her uh, most memorable moments of being a child in school was that she um, was very happy, was very social, Love to play a lot, um, mischief, mischievous as well too. Muy tranquila también. Very calm childhood. 
So my name is Brenda Brueger, and I'm 80 years old, and I was the fastest runner on the playground, boys or girls, when I was in the 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. We used to have relays on the playground, and that's what, we played that, we played jump rope uh, and hopscotch, things like that. Hi, I'm Sahana, I'm in 6th grade, and these are my grandparents. Hi, I'm Kalyani, Sahana's grandma. I'm so happy to be here in this school now. I love this school. I am Ganesh Kumar, Sahana's grandfather. I loved all the creative program in the school, especially the projects. And then the imagination of the students are amazing. Highly impressed. Thank you. Sahana, what is the best program you like here in the school? Probably drama. I really loved your technology. What is that? That in the, the car, all the no, all the computers that you had. The Chromebooks. Uh, yeah, Chromebooks. Chromebooks. So, do you get to get that every day? Do you have your own Chromebook? Yes, I do. Amazing. <laughs> That's so nice. You are so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I was 60 years old when I got my own computer. <laughs> Very nice, Sahana. Wow, that was really cool. It felt like we were sitting right there with them in the recording booth. And every story had something unique to offer. I know, right? They shared so much in such a short amount of time. It makes me wonder how much family history could be unraveled if or when we make an effort to slow down and ask each other simple questions. Personally, I've learned a lot from my grandma in those few minutes. I've heard some of those stories about our family pets before, but never in that much detail. Yeah, your grandma is an amazing storyteller. I could totally picture the dark street she found Rufus on, sitting in that one patch of light. That was also interesting to hear Nia and her grandmother, Jan, talking about their struggles with math. I've never heard a grandparent speak so openly about having dyslexia and their challenges in school. And that's crazy to think that years ago they didn't even test for dyslexia. Can you imagine having a hard time reading but not having any idea why? Well, it sounded like Nia and her grandmother Jan were really able to relate a lot on that topic. Okay listeners, what did you think about these short stories? And who's a special someone in your life that you can also ask one of these questions? As you heard in today's episode, one simple question can unlock a world of family history and deeper connection. Totally. That's what this is all about. Each of these stories is an opportunity to connect more deeply, to build empathy and belonging, and learn more about each other beyond what we can see. We want to thank everyone who helped us bring these stories to life. To Chris and all the Park Day staff who helped organize and facilitate Grandparents and Special Friends Day, to Elena at GEMS, and of course every single voice you heard in today's episode. Before we go, here's one more reminder to head over to this episode's Padlet to find all of the edited audio recordings we captured during Grandparents and Special Friends Day. You'll also find photos from that special day, along with some storytelling inspiration and a link to gems in case you want them to set up their super cool recording booth at your next family reunion. Well, that does it for now. This might be the end of this episode, but we hope it's a start to a new communal storytelling practice here at Park Day. Once again, we're your hosts, Finn and Keyshawn, and we'll catch you next time around on If You Knew Me Mondays.